Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 160 and we're talking about road trips South Australia. Today's show is sponsored by Travellers Autobahn in Australia. Whether you're travelling for one week or one year, Travellers Autobahn has a range of options specifically tailored to budget conscious travellers. Travellers Autobahn is unique in that all six locations are licensed motor dealerships, offering sales with guaranteed buyback and a fleet of over 400 rental cars and campervans. They're bound to have something you want. We, however, are not in Australia right now. We're not. No, we're in uh, Berlin in Germany as part of a two-month Eurail trip. So excited to be in Germany. I'm so excited to be in Berlin. It's fantastic. I've been wanting to come here for so long. When we were in Europe last, we were here for two and a half years. And, you know, we had some time for a holiday and said, let's go to Berlin. We can always go to Berlin. Berlin's always going to be there. We never did. We never did. But now we finally are, and I'm very happy about it. <laughs> yeah, it's excellent. We're um, staying with a friend, uh, Claudia, over the next couple of days. We're meeting up with one of my ex-students and good friends, Momo. Um, and we're also going to be seeing Benny, um, who you may know as the Irish polyglot. Um, very excited about that. It's going to be And awesome. staying with him a couple of days through the Couchsurfing Network. So it's, it's all fun. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I'm really enjoying about this trip is that it's very social. We've met up with a lot of people like Wink and Brett and then Kirsty and Paul and um, Barbara and Mikhail. It's just, it's been people the whole time and I love it, love it. The first time we did our URL trip through through Europe, it was basically just sites. We want to go to this place, we want to go to this place, we want to go to this place. And we're staying in hostels the whole time and it was all very task focused. Now mm. I'm really enjoying it because it's a lot more people focused. We're getting to spend time with a lot of people we've met in all sorts of different places, you know, back in New Zealand, online, or through working. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's good fun. And the Eurail Pass means that we've been able to just basically jump on a train. I mean, there's reservations to be made on um, on some trains, but you can make those on the day. And yeah. we have planned ourselves, so we haven't had to do that yet. And I don't think we're going to need to for, for any of our journeys. No, you can so. rearrange your times. Like, if you look at the the websites that tell you how long a train trip is, you can run searches for trains that don't need reservations. Mm. Cool. And we're blogging about all of that at urlstories.com so we don't flood Indie Travel Podcast with all of this talk about uh, European travel and, and railroads. So um, urlstories.com if you want to see that. And we will be running features on indietravelpodcast.com as well. Because it's awesome. <laughs> well, today we're talking with Victoria Brewood. She was the winner of World Nomads Fantastic South Australia, which meant she got to spend six weeks traveling around the state in a camper van called Jeff. Let's get into it. Hey, well, cool. this morning I'm speaking with uh, Victoria Brewood, who's currently in, in Portugal, but uh, we're speaking about South Australia and the fantastic adventure that she did with World Nomads. So do you want to Tell us maybe a little bit about uh, what you were doing when you found out about Fantastic and um, how you came to apply. Um, I think I found, I can't remember quite how I found out about it, but I found out about it on the internet. I saw an advert and uh, I was literally just on my way to Bali. I was moving to Bali with my boyfriend and I think about three days before my flight, I decided I was going to make a video. So I frantically ran around. Uh, I was making a video with like all different. I decided to include like all different people into the video because my boyfriend wasn't there at the time. So uh, I got people to to say his lines basically. And so three days before, I was frantically running around. I borrowed a camera from my university, 
and I decided to make a video. So, um, yeah, and then I flew to Bali and didn't hear actually about it, about whether I'd uh, won for quite a few months, and so it was quite a shock at the time. <laughs> That's crazy. So you're you're just kind of travelling around Bali and got an email one day. Yeah, basically that was pretty much it. It was. I don't know how many months later, several months later, one day I just got an email that was like, um, you know, you're kind of in the final selection for South Australia. And then I found out I'd won and I was just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. That's excellent. Well, um, I'll dig out that application video and put that in with the uh, the show notes for uh, for this show. It's, um, it's, I don't know, not serendipitous, but it's amazing when something you do and kind of forget about just, then comes it, comes around yeah and it was funny because i did have this funny feeling i just when i entered it i did think i had this funny feeling i was like that's something that i'm gonna go on i don't know why but it was just you know oh yeah it was it was brilliant to win that it was a great opportunity that's cool and you're traveling around with trent was that your boyfriend of the time uh no what what happened is when we when we won i'd actually we were still in Bali, but uh, my boyfriend and I had broken up, so we decided it was best that if I just went. So uh, I decided to take my friend Trent along, and uh, I'd met him two years previously in Portugal. And uh, he was in Sydney at the time. He wasn't really doing much. He was between jobs, so we decided that uh, that he would come with me. So, so at the last minute, I found him, and we ended up in South Australia. Excellent. Well, before we get into um, kind of the details of where you went and, and what you did, can you give us kind of the, the big picture idea of what you thought about South Australia? I was Actually, before I went to South Australia, I hadn't really heard much about it because everyone does the East Coast. I'd done the East Coast before. I'd done the Red Centre too. I'd done Uluru. And I'd done Melbourne. I'd done Victoria. And I hadn't heard anything about South Australia. And... Um, it was incredible. I would go back. I would. I loved it. I could live there. It was just. It was very different, actually, to the rest of Australia, and um, I liked the fact that I just loved the people. It was um, a lot less built up. You could drive. When we were driving through South Australia, you could drive for miles without seeing anyone. Um, but it was. It was just brilliant. And I, what I'll take away from it is the people, and the beauty, because we we went to places like Kangaroo Island, where there was just you know, it was just nature. You were going back to nature. It was brilliant. Tell us about, um, why don't we start with Kangaroo Island, um, since you just brought it up. What, uh, where is it, and, and what would one do there? Kangaroo Island. We had, to, I, it's a little bit hard to explain where it is, it's, uh, but it's off the coast of South Australia. It's, um, you have to get a ferry over there. You can't fly there. And um, we drove around the island. It's practically, you know, there's not many people. It's got a really small population, but the beaches, I've just never seen anything like it. It was absolutely stunning. The beaches were just powder white sand. And what you don't realize is that there's actually a beach on the south of the island where seals come. And there's just, you go to this beach and it's just literally covered in seals. And uh, it, it's just a stunning island. And Obviously, from its name, there are a lot of kangaroos. We saw so many of them. And uh, it was just a great place to get back to nature. We went kayaking. We went sandboarding. We just had a, a, a brilliant time. We went to the races there. It was 
yeah, it's just a stunning island. Sounds fantastic. So it's quite it's quite built up then if they've got a racetrack. Uh, they've got a racetrack uh, in a place called Kingscote on the north of the island. Um, and people basically came over for this, they had a street party. And kind of, every, it's funny because when we went to the races, everyone knows each other. Because it is such a small population on the island, everyone knows each other. And you get some real characters there. So uh, it would, they, everyone was really friendly. It was a great place. <laughs> now, I saw one character that uh, featured in your videos was a, a bloke called Wallaby Bob. Um, yes. Tell us about him. He was so friendly. He basically, um, he takes people on fishing trips. And um, he, he takes them on night fishing. I was actually, I wasn't very well at the time, so I couldn't do the night fishing. But we went to his house, and um, oh, he was so friendly. He cooked just fish suppers. He had a joke. He was a real character, you know, had, you know, was a really funny guy. And he was up for a bit of, you know, humor. I think you probably saw one, the video where he had the chainsaw and he's pretending to fillet a fish with a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he told us so much about the island, and he cooked just so many fish dinners. And yeah, he's so welcoming. His home is beautiful. That's cool. Yeah, yeah he seemed like a real, uh, real Aussie bloke. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was, he definitely was. He was an Aussie character. Good fun, good fun. Well, did you spend much time in Adelaide, which is the uh, the capital of South Australia and, and by far the biggest city in any direction? Yeah, in the beginning we actually were just using it as a base to, to do most of our activities because most of our activities actually left from Adelaide. So in the beginning we just literally, you know, would rock up and stay in a hostel and then, you know, go off to other places. But then at the end we managed to spend a lot more time there. And I would recommend to anyone to go when we had, we went when it was the Fringe Festival. Mm-hmm. I feel it was the Fringe Festival and it was the supercar. It was the V8 at the time too. So we had the, there was just so many people there. Cause, and then there was one Adelaide. So all the festivals were on at once and it was just buzzing. There was people everywhere. And uh, the Fringe was great. We had a good time at the Fringe. We went to see a couple of shows. Uh, plenty of sort of, drinking in beer gardens and, and, you know, we managed to look around the shops and stuff. And I really, really liked Adelaide a lot. It was very hot, very hot in Adelaide. It was amazing how you could go to the coast and be doing all these water activities and you'd need a jacket and you'd be shivering a bit. And you'd get back to Adelaide and it was like the heat would hit you. And, uh, yeah, I liked Adelaide. It's great. That's cool. Yeah, it gets kind of a, a bad rap, but I think if you... St- scratch the surface a bit it can be a really interesting place yeah my friends you know i'd had people would go oh you know adelaide you know they would do a trip and be you know they would say oh it did have a little bit of a bad rep but when i went i loved it and you know i've been to a lot of cities i've been to sydney i've been to melbourne i've been to cairns i've been to brisbane and now i thought adelaide is great that's cool. Well, one of my favorite things about Adelaide is how close it is to the Barossa Valley, which is one of Aussie's more famous wine regions. Uh, did you manage to make it out there? We made it up to the Barossa. We actually, we did, we did Barossa twice. <laughs> <We did a laughs> of, That's the way. We, we do like our port and we do like our wine, so we did the Barossa twice. The first time we stayed in, um, the y, what we didn't realize is the YHA they have, Obviously, they have some hostels where they're empty hostels, 
and you actually you get like a we had to go to Adelaide and get a key for it and we went up there and we basically had this it's like a manor house to ourselves just acres of land and um that that was amazing so we did, we just didn't realize that these empty YHAs where you can literally rent the whole place out and uh so we stayed there and then from there we did a a trike ride around, around the Barossa and we went to a couple of wineries ourselves and just got a little bit drunk <laughs> but we um the one thing that we did find is obviously if you're drinking you can't drive so we were like trying you know it was always like oh we can't drink too much and then um so we decided to go back on a tour mm-hmm. so we went back on uh, the groovy grape tour and we had, we had a brilliant day out. They took us to see everything. We saw the big rocking horse. And, and we just basically drank a lot. And we got back. And then they dropped us back to our hostel in Adelaide. So the Ross is worth doing, definitely. It's really beautiful. I didn't realize how sort of close together all the wineries would be. It is like a town. And you can literally go to all the wineries in one, you know, in one day. So it's great. Mm, that's cool. And you'd recommend that, that tour that you went on? Yeah, groovy, groovy grape. That was a fun. That was a fun day out. They were fun people. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, what else did you get up to while you were uh, truck trucking around South Australia? Uh, we did. We spent most of our time in the water. It is the water is cold there, but we spent a lot of time doing water activities. We uh, we went diving for abalone. Uh, I never. I didn't know what abalone was until I went to Australia, but it tastes really really good uh we went swimming with sea lions went swimming with dolphins um and we tried to find the great white shark but we didn't quite manage that um <laughs> but you went down, go... went down in a, in a diving cage or yeah we, we went down in the cage we had a we despite not seeing the sharks we did have a really good day out because we met um I didn't know who he was when we got on the boat, but everyone was like, Danny Green's on the boat, and he's a famous Australian boxer. And um, everyone just, you know, we didn't see any sharks, but everyone had a drink, everyone had a little bit of party on the boat. We all did some fishing, and uh, I would go I would go back and try and see the Great White again. But the, the water, we did, there's so much to do in the water in uh, in South Australia. There's, when we went swimming with sea lions, that was an amazing experience. Oh, and we went swimming with tuna too. The tuna, tuna, probably scarier than the great whites because they do. <laughs> why, why is that? Sorry. <laughs> they do. They bite. <laughs> like when you feed them, they try. They do sort of like try and bite your hand, and they are big too. When we were swimming with them, Trent was more afraid than I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, but they go really fast, don't they, tuna? Yeah, the tuna swim incredibly fast, and when you've got uh, you, you know when you've got the little fish in your hands, they do they do go for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's awesome. Did you get your revenge back? Have some good sashimi and. Um... Yeah, I did actually. I ate some sashimi after that. I had some tuna sashimi. <laughs> Trent didn't like it. His his, mouth, his face is a picture, but I like uh, I love sushi and stuff, so it's great. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And did you get up into the um, up towards the centre at all, and and do any kind of outback stuff? We did. We didn't have much time. We wanted to go up in the van by ourselves, um, but we didn't have much time, so we did. Uh, a three, I think it's about three days uh, into the Flinders Ranges, 
and uh, we did also, we did we did a lot of walking on that and uh, yeah I remember we had some amazing barbecues under the stars you see so many stars out in the outback it's just incredible you look up and it's just skies littered with stars and we did uh, obviously we slept in Aussie swags which are like the sleeping bags that they have in Australia and uh, we had a lot of barbecues it was that was really good um, I'd recommend anyone to go into the outback it's just a great experience I mean you see nothing for miles but you go into the Flinders Ranges and we were hiking and uh, it was a lot of fun and going on tours is always fun because you meet some characters and you have a laugh so yeah it's well worth doing that sounds awesome. Well, how did you find um, driving around in, in South Australia? Was it nice and easy? I mean, it's not a, certainly not a very busy area of Australia. No, we did. I mean, we never had any problems with the van. The van was in great condition. So, no, it was, uh, I mean, Trent did most of the driving. Uh, but you would you could drive for miles and miles and miles and not see one one van. So when you do see a van, you know, you're waving everyone waves to each other. Um, but obviously when you get to the towns and stuff, you know, we always managed to fuel up. So we didn't we didn't have too much trouble. It was quite an experience in the beginning, just getting used to trying to work out the, you know, the power situation so that we could use the internet, use the laptop and stuff. You've got to obviously charge the, charge the van up everywhere you go so you've got enough power. Um, but it was amazing to be sat on the laptop on the internet whilst being on the road in the middle of nowhere. It's, uh, it's amazing what technology can do these days. That's awesome. So using a little kind of mobile internet connection there. Yeah, we loved Yeah, we loved living in the van. I mean, we loved being on the road. And you, could, you know, I was, it's amazing. I was sort of sat literally, I'd be sat in the outback editing video, you know, and I was sat you know, in the middle of nowhere, editing videos, making the videos. So it's amazing what technology can do. <laughs> That's good fun. Good fun indeed. Well, we're going to get this up, uh, this interview up today, I hope. It's Saturday the, the 24th, and on the 25th, the uh, the voting finishes for um, for Fantastic. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how that whole process works? Um, yeah, basically the vote's been going, I think, it started July 2nd, and it closes on July 25th, which is this Sunday. And uh, I'm, the voting's been going on the website at fantastic.worldnomads.com, and all the videos are up there. And it's just a case of, uh, of entering your email, your name, and, uh, and registering your vote. Yeah, that's cool. And there's, what, $10,000 in it for you and about $5,000 in it of prizes for uh yeah, for one of the voters. There's a there's a, a prize pack for um one of the voters. So when you vote you actually go into the competition for that. And uh yeah, we win I think a couple of uh Virgin Blue flights and ten thousand dollars. So it's quite a lot of money. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> That'll uh fund your travels for a bit to go. Yeah, definitely. I mean I think for both of us, you know, the money would allow for more traveling and definitely to, I write a travel blog, so I definitely want to invest in doing more of that. 
Cool. What uh, What's your personal website then? My personal website is pommytravels.com. And I started that last year. And uh, I just I blog about my travels and I try to help give people really honest advice about traveling and the places that I go to. And uh, I want to I want to stop. I definitely after doing that trip around South Australia and making the videos, I want to do, start to do a lot more video blogging because I think that's the way forward these days. I want to be able to show people by sight what they can see and what they can do. So definitely want to get into doing more video. Finally, what's uh, what's coming up next for you? You're in Portugal at the moment. Do you have uh, do you have plans for when you move on? Yeah, I'm kind of at the moment. I'm uh, in Portugal. I'm in Lagos, Portugal, and I've, I'm working for a summer. I work in a beach bar, and I do um, other work. I write articles and all sorts of things. Um, and then after that, I have a fly to Morocco at the end of August. So I'll be in Marrakesh. And then I intend to come back into Europe. And then hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll be getting back to Australia. I, uh, I love the country so much. <laughs> I've done most of it now. And I just made some friends in Perth, so uh, I want to do the West Coast. That's my next plan. Oh, excellent. Yeah, we spent six months out there uh, a year or so ago, and it was good fun. Very good fun. Yeah, yeah I have friends in Perth and Margaret River, so they promised me a couple of road trips. Oh, yeah, and there's lots of good wine out there, too. So enjoy <laughs> that. And uh, thanks so much for coming on the Indie Travel Podcast. I will do. Thank you. It was great having Victoria on the show, another kindred spirit from the road. Uh, we'll have links, photos, and video from Victoria on site at IndieTravelPodcast.com. And if you hear this on or before the 25th of July 2010, visit fantastic.worldnomads.com to place your vote. Please. <laughs> and before we finish today, we'd like to share this piece of safety advice from our sponsors, Travelers Autobahn. Having worked with vehicle rentals and sales for travelers for over 16 years, they know, shall we say, a thing or two about or two. Uh, Australian <laughs> conditions. So... Here are their top 10 tips for travelling safely. Firstly, don't drive at night in areas where there's more dead kangaroos than live kangaroos. Number two, camper vans have a high centre of gravity and falcon wagons are rear-wheel drive with lots of grunt. Be extremely careful if you're not familiar with these vehicles. It's easy to roll a van and easy to lose control of a falcon if you're inexperienced, or even if you are experienced. Give dirt roads and unsealed roads more respect. Even 40k's an hour can be too much if you're not careful. Number four, don't hitchhike. Not all people who hitchhike meet ex-murderers, but some do. Check the inside edge of your front tyres regularly. Poor wheel alignment causes tyres to scrub out, and a front tyre blowout is very scary, especially in the outback. Number six, always wear your seatbelt. Number seven, if you're driving on the left for the first time, then turn off the music for a while and ask the person in the seat beside you to spot for you. Uh, we find this really useful when we're driving on the right. Yeah. Who it, wants to drive on the right? It's crazy. Don't like Napoleon. <laughs> Number eight. Don't leave valuables visible inside your car when, pop, when parking at popular tourist destinations. And nine. Do everything humanly possible to avoid overheating in your car. If your temperature gauge begins to rise and get away from normal, then stop and call roadside assistance. Don't move on and overheat the engine. Yeah, you really don't want it that to happen. Number 10. Beware of retirees offering cups of tea at Outback Roadside Rest Tops. It could be hours before you manage to get away again without being rude. So, thanks to Travelers Autobahn for sponsoring this episode of the Indie Travel Podcast. And until next week... Travel well. <laughs>